Giles Beckford, RNZ's business editor, is in the room. Giles, Metro Glass earnings are clouding over. Kira to you, Charlotte. Yes, the glass manufacturers posted a bigger full-year loss as it's written down the value of assets by $10 million, with the outlook for the construction sector softening. Net loss, $10.5 million. That compares with a half-million-dollar loss last year, although revenue is up 12% to just over $263 million. Leaving aside those one-off items, its underlying earnings doubled as it cut costs and relied on a strong performance of its Australian division. Chief Executive Simon Mander says the longer-term outlook is uncertain, but there are some short-term positives. Economic headwinds from inflation, lower house prices and other external pressures are likely to accelerate the decline in building activity through the second half of FY24. Metroglass continues to monitor a range of scenarios and we have plans to continue to improve the profitability of the business. International freight costs and disruption have moderated and combined with the increasing demand for low-E products driven by new H1 building code, the level of financial performance in the first half of FY24 is expected to be better than the prior comparable period. Well, the company's looking to cut its net debt by more than $5 million to below $55 million in the first half of this year. Another one to report today was aged care provider Radius Residential Care. It's posted a record underlying profit by uh, up 32%, despite a difficult trading period. The full year net loss, $2.1 million. Now, that compares with the previous year's $2.7 million profit, but that did include some big valuation gains and lower interest costs. A 10% boost in revenue lifted the underlying profit to just over $14 million. Chief Executive Andrew Peskett says it's been a challenging period with COVID and weather, but on the plus side, there are good signs on the nursing shortage. In particular, executing our stated strategy, 93% occupancy at period end, which is some 7% above our competitors, and very importantly, filling our registered nurse pipeline, we have increased our total assets by around about $66.5 million. The going concern valuation indicates potentially another $9 million uplift in future periods. Well, Radius is also looking at its portfolio. It has to raise equity of at least $30 million by the end of July to repay a bridging loan by early October. And the second-hand car dealer, NZ Automotive Investments, reported a halving of its full-year profit. It had given the numbers out previously. Bottom line result was $1.3 million profit, but that did include a million dollars of one-off restructuring costs. That compares with $2.6 million profit the year before. It operates the two cheap cars chain, and it says it's back on track after the past year's mass resignation of directors, the loss of auditors and its bankers. Newly appointed Chief Executive Paul Millwood says sales are up, especially for low-emission cars, and he's not too downbeat about a slowing economy either. Electric and hybrid vehicles continue to be a sweet spot and accounted for 41% of total sales in FY23, which was up 65% from the prior year. This will continue to be a strong focus for the team, more so the hybrid opportunity specifically for us. Economic headwinds are no doubt there, although we anticipate the used car market segment will actually remain buoyant and unique to two cheap cars, we actually see the economic clouds as a positive given our brand positioning at the affordable entry. Paul Millwood says the company will change its name to its brand, Two Cheap Cars. 
couple of other reports, uh, earnings reports out uh, this morning. Property company Asset Plus posted a full-year loss, $13 million, largely due to a fall in its property values, although there were lower revenue and higher costs. The result compares with a profit of nearly $3 million last year. The company had a $13 million drop in the value of its, value, uh, of its properties, uh, and rental income also fell as it divested the site and lost a key tenant in another property. Uh, it says it is not paying out a dividend at this stage as it looks at the direction of the company. And the FPOS payments firm, SmartPay, has nearly quadrupled its full-year profit to $8.5 million from $2.2 million previously. Revenue up more than 60%. Increased sales in Australia, the main reason for that. Our tax advisor says the Working for Families policy needs a rethink as part of a broader look at the tax system. Various tax credits are available under the scheme, but as incomes rise, taxpayers can find themselves in a higher tax bracket, so-called bracket creep, effectively undoing the benefits of the scheme. Mike Rudd, a tax director at Baker Tilly Staples Rodway, says it's become a bit of a money-go-round and it needs fixing, but in the context of an overall overhaul of the tax system. The abatement effect of working for families and bracket creep, um, you know, is, is significant. So, you know, companies might, or workers might be able to negotiate and companies might give workers a wage increase, but at the end of the day, what they're taking home doesn't change because of the abatement effect of working for families and bracket creep. So, you know, that whole that whole system is not effective in the way it, it should be. Uh, and that, is, that, that whole thing needs to be looked at. And there is a working for families uh, working group um, that hasn't really come back with anything substantive as yet, but that whole interface in you know in the middle income area in New Zealand really needs to be um, looked at much more comprehensively to, to deliver a fairer result. Well, Mike Rudd says the shame of the 2018-19 tax working group chaired by Sir Michael Cullen was that the Labour government took fright and abandoned it. Well, let's catch up with what's happening with the financial markets. I'm joined by Mark Fowler of Hobson Wealth. Kira to you, Mark. Good afternoon, Giles. Uh, how's it looking? It looked like a positive start to the uh, market this morning. Has it continued? Look, it has, Giles. I think you know market's getting some comfort around a, a debt ceiling agreement in the US, and uh, and so it's, it's opened strongly this morning. So the NZX 50 gross index is currently at 11,894 points. That's up over half a percent. A couple of the, the notable movers, so Auckland Airport, that's up nearly a percent this morning, trading at $8.82. Uh, Sinlay Milk, uh, they're up over one and a quarter percent, trading at one dollar and fifty-eight cents. Uh, Oceania Healthcare, their retirement village operators, they're up over one and a quarter percent at seventy-nine cents. Uh, and finally, we have got Goodman Property Trust, that's up a percent, trading at two dollars and twenty cents. So yeah, a strong start to the market this morning. And I think an equally strong start over the Tasman. Yes, absolutely. So the S&P ASX 200, that is at 7,243 points. That's up over one and a quarter percent with sort of broad-based strength across most sectors over in Australia. Now, the New Zealand dollar took a bit of a beating after the Reserve Bank statement last week, which sort of tend to uh, spoil the yield allure uh, of the currency. How's it looking this morning? You look very much the same, Joel. So it's still sort of holding above 60 cents against the US dollar, so it's actually at 60 and a half. Uh, against the Aussie dollar, we're trading at 92.80. Against the Japanese yen, we're at 85.26. Against the sterling, uh, we're back below uh, 50, so at 49.10. And against the euro, 56.50, with the New Zealand trade weighted index at 70 and a half. Which leaves us with interest rates, oil and gold. 
Yeah, sure. Interest rates uh, remain elevated, particularly in the front end. So three-month bank bills, they're trading at 5.73%. Uh, we've got New Zealand 10-year government bonds, they're trading just a bit below 45 at 4.44%. In terms of oil, so West Texas Intermediate is trading at US 73.28 a barrel. And finally, gold that is trading at uh, US dollars 1,942 an ounce. Thank you very much. That's Mark Fowler of Hobson Wealth Time. Just to tell you that the South Australian State Government inquiry into Sky City's running of its Adelaide Casino has been put on hold for the time being while a federal case into breaches of money laundering rules at the casino is completed. But the uh, South Australian Liquor and Gambling Commission's ordered the company to get a qualified independent expert to review its money laundering systems and suitability to hold a licence, which uh, Sky City says uh, it will cooperate on finding a suitable person with whom it will work closely. Business news and numbers updated for you at around half past five in Checkpoint. But for now, Charlotte, this business, Kiara.